Blog Talk Radio. NYPA Entertainment Radio. We're live here on Blog Talk. Colin Alonzo, Alonzo Broadcasting from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm here in NYPA Studio in West Philadelphia. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, live. If not live, appreciate you downloading this week's episode on any of the 19 uh, different platforms. Uh, remember, next week is a brand new month, a brand new music playlist. Uh, August, was that? Uh, August 7th? Wow, already, August 7th, uh, we'll have a new, brand new music playlist for that month, and uh, as we start counting down to the season premiere, September 25th, 12 years, NYPA Entertainment Radio. All right, a lot to get into, let's get started. Uh, prior to us coming on, if you listen to the show live as it's happening, uh, we had two deaths already uh, in the world of sports and entertainment, uh, two legends in their own right. Uh, Bill Russell, zone I always talk about on this program when we're comparing uh, basketball players, uh, athletes, and who the greats. Uh, like I said, I believe it was last week, uh, Russell will be 1B to Kareem's 1A if you want to talk about scoring. If you want to talk about chips, he's 1A. Kareem will be 1B um, in terms of GOATs, greatest of all times. Um, he passed away a few hours ago before we aired. Uh, we said Bill Russell, the most prolific winner in American sports history, passed away peacefully today at age 88 with his wife, Janine, uh, by by his side arrangements for his memorial service will be announced soon. Bill, uh, two state championships in high school, uh, offered a glimmer of the incomparable run of pure team accomplishment to come. Twice an NCAA, uh, NCAA champion, captain of a gold medaling winning U.S. Olympic team, 11 times NBA champion at the helm for two NBA championships, uh, was the first African-American coach of any North American professional sports team to win an NBA championship. No one knows that. No one knows that in there. Uh, Ongway Bill earned a string of individual awards that stand unprecedented as it went unmentioned by him. In 09, the award for the NBA Finals most valuable player was renamed after the two-time Hall of Famer as the Bill Russell NBA Finals Most Valuable Player Award. Uh, but of all, all the winning, Bill's understanding of the struggle he what um, of the struggle is what illuminated his life. Uh, by, from boycotting a 1961 exhibition game to unmask to unmask too long tolerated discrimination to leading Mississippi first integrated basketball camp in the combustible wake of Megar Evans' assassination. The decades of activism 
ultimately recognized by his receipt of the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2010. Bill called out injustice with an unforgiving candor, and he extended, uh, he intended, and he intended would disrupt the status quo with a powerful example that, though never his humble intention, will forever inspire team, teamwork, selflessness, and thoughtful change. Um, again, we always on the show, we always his name comes up. The same way it comes up, even though you haven't seen Muhammad Ali, might box, we've always thrown him around. He's the greatest. Bill Russell's name should always come up. He never goes unrecognized with us. We tell you like it is. You see the accomplishments this guy has done in sports and outside of sports. Um, but his name is not mentioned enough. It's always the comments, the Jordans, the LeBron. Jordan. Bill Russell is not mentioned enough. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, you're right. It's always Jordan, 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 LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. This guy here, come on, just as you said earlier, just like how they mentioned, you know, Muhammad Ali as the greatest and all that. Yes, this guy right here is untouchable. I mean, he mm-hmm. needs to be up there. He needs to be spoken about more. Like, yep. um, his death right now, you know, is not enough media coverage on it right. that I think it should be. It should be a whole right. lot of media coverage, just like how they did with Michael Jackson, Prince, and all. It should have been right. for him as well. Right. Right. That's true. Uh, he did a lot for civil rights, like I said. Um, with him, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and along, uh, Lou Alcindor, as we all know, Supreme Abdul Jabbar, um, in the 60s, uh, stood up for African-American athletes. Um, right. he, and he dealt with a lot of racism in Boston at that time. He had a lot. Of, he had a love-hate relationship with Boston for a lot of years because of that. Um, they would desec- they would desecrate his house. They would put in words. Someone pooped in his bed. Um, a lot of stuff. They did a lot of things to his crib, and he's playing for them. <coughs> and they're literally just disrespecting this guy because of the color of his skin. Right. He's win. Which He's is winning so championships for them. He's exactly. winning championships exactly. for them, and they still—they—they they didn't care. <laughs> he still was a what they used the N word to them. Uh, he was still right. looked at as that. True, um, true. He, he, um, along the way, he broke barriers. His rival was um, Will Chamberlain. His rival of Ali and Frazier. Uh, it was the Celtics and the Sixers. The Celtics and the Lakers with Chamberlain on both teams of Philadelphia and L.A. And they would lose because Russell was the cornerstone for eight straight championships. Unheard of. Yes. Never been done again. You get three at a time, you get two. But eight years straight, eight years straight, unheard of in any sport. Any sport, eight years straight. You may get to the finals eight years straight, maybe, but to win chips eight years straight, unheard of, never been done again. Never been done again. No. Incredible. And he was part of all of that. In the middle, we couldn't have done it without him being the anchor for the team. So do your history. Look up, Google him, learn your history in NBA. It's not about – it doesn't start in with Jordan or LeBron or Kobe. God bless Kobe. But you got to look at Russell. Look at Chamberlain. Look at Jabbar. Um, these guys – 
you know, the big the original big guys, the guys that kind of opened the door for everything and was dominant at the end of the day. So, yeah. like I said, we always we always talk about them, though. We always. We never leave them out uh, when it comes to NYPA and Shamer Radio. We never leave them out. You know, um, we always paired the stats between him, Jordan, everybody else. You know, um, yeah. it's always mentioned Jordan was six rings. He won six championships. He's the greatest player of all time. Really? Have everybody <laughs> forgotten Bill Russell? <laughs> right. right. Uh, uh, 11 rings? 11 championships? 11 you know what I mean? Like he, and he won two as a player coach. The first African American coach to win a championship. Right. North, like, come on, come on! No one acknowledges that because he didn't have a shoe deal. Because he wasn't flashy. He wasn't doing commercials. He wasn't whatever. He was a solid player, defense. What he was that guy. He was that dude. And but because he, he wasn't like that, they didn't. You know, so you know that, that's uh, the great one. Uh, another legend we lost. Literally right after that, uh, Star Trek actress Michelle right. Nichols uh, passed away. Yeah. Natural Calls is 89, a year younger than Bill Russell's 88, who passed right before her. Uh, her son, Kyle Johnson, said Nichols died, uh, actually passed away late Saturday into Sunday in Silver City, New Mexico. Nichols, who gained fame as communications officer Lieutenant Uora uh, on the original Star Trek series, um, has died of age 89. Um, Quote, last night, my mother, Nichelle Nichols, succumbed to natural causes and passed away. Her life, however, uh, like the ancient galaxies now being seen for the first time, will remain for us and future generations to enjoy, learn from, and draw inspiration, Johnson wrote on her official uh, Facebook page this, uh, today. A quote, hers, hers was a life well lived and as such a model for us all. Her role in 19... 19- in the 1966-69 series, um, earned Nichols a lifelong position of honors with the series Rabbit fans known as Trekkers or, or Trekkies. Uh, it also earned her accolades for breaking stereotypes that had limited black women to acting roles as servants and included, and also included inter, a first, I think the first time inter, uh, inter, interracial on-screen kiss with co-star uh, William Sh- uh, Shatner. Uh, that was unheard of at the time. I mean, it was really unheard of. Uh, she often recalled how Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was a fan of the show and praised her role and personally encouraged her to stay with the series. Like other original cast members, Nichols also appeared in six big screen spinoffs starting in 1979 with Star Trek, the motion picture, and, fre- and frequented in, and was also star at the Star Trek fan convention. Um, she also served for many years as NASA's recruiter, helping bring minorities and women into the astronaut corps. Most recently, she had a recurring role on, t- on television's Heroes, playing the great aunt of a young boy with mystical powers. Uh, everyone if, if familiar. Even if you wasn't a consistent watcher of Star Trek, you know who this person is. Uh, yeah. A groundbreaker, like Bill Russell, at that, around the same timeline, in the 60s. Um, yeah. First interracial kiss. Was a no-no. All hell broke loose. Heads were popping off down south. People was going crazy because oh my gosh, you get a white man and black woman kiss on TV. Oh, like like it's unheard of at that time. Um, and she originally, I think she was going to leave the series. And like I said, Martin Luther King Jr., who's a fan, talked her into staying. 
Um, and she was one of the few, though, as you all know, on television, African-American females on television in general, but in a high-ranking, in a high-position role, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right. You know, um, um, I have a, go ahead. A, a little story. I mean, when I was a little kid, and I used to watch Star mm-hmm. Trek, the original Star Trek, um, mm-hmm. I had this crush on her for some reason. I oh, had this geez. crush on her as a kid. As a kid, I used to fantasize, you know, being with her. And I'm a kid. <laughs> what am She's I supposed to be hot, fantasizing? Yeah. Hot. Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's just like, you know, I just had dreams of, you know, I'm going to marry this woman. I'm going to be with this woman. Meanwhile, this woman is years older than I am. I'm just a little but kid. But she's smoking <laughs> hot. She was a beautiful woman. Like, who, like, smoking hot. Um and like I said, a legend in our own right. I, I never knew about the uh, recruiting for NASA for minorities and women. Uh, that's awesome, also. Um, and groundbreaker, a barrier breaker, uh, not just for women but minority women. So that's kind of cool. Uh, okay. So it's, it's weird that we kind of go ahead. I, I wonder. I'm, I'm curious to know that you know with the the kiss. You know, on on national TV, well, William Shatner, um, did she ever receive death threats because of that? I'm, I'm curious to know if she ever received I that. Think she's not I here think to say did. that. I think, I think she did, and I think there were threats against the network, like bomb threats and, and all death threats, because you're talking about six in the 60s. So I right. believe what I remember in general, because I'm above and I television above and nerd, and I read all that stuff. I think she did, and I think the network also, um, a lot of people writing in, you know, letters about how this could just happen and all that stuff. So I believe it is, I believe that did happen, yes, because it was, it was a controversial thing. It's a huge no-no. It was a, just a no-no. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do it in real life. You're damn going to do it on television. We have to, it was segregation, separate, separate. She wasn't supposed to be on the show, to be honest with you. Right. Um, so, yeah, from what I remember, that, yeah, that, that happened. Um, and it, it's stupid looking at it now, obviously, because anything goes for the most part. Uh, but it's just like, I mean, shit, I'm shot and I'm like, fuck that, you fine, let me kiss you. Let's take that kick again, take two. Let me kiss you again. <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> I, 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 you I probably my screwed up a couple of times to say, hey, let's just do the take again. Can we go for another take? <laughs> Like, come on, Bill. He's like, take five. We're hungry. Like, I, I, something's, I, something's not right. Come in, Michelle. Uh, yeah, come on. She's smoking hot. Come on, huh? um, Meanwhile, but yeah, she takes later, legends. still trying to get it right. Of course. Oh, man. So, two yeah. legends back to back, man. Y'all, if y'all not familiar, you think we're just doing what we're talking about, Google it, YouTube it, and check it out. Uh, so, moving yeah. on. We've got a lot more stuff to get into. Now, here we go. This is what I want to originally start with. So, Will Smith apologizes. Uh, to Chris Rock for unacceptable slap in the video. Did you see the video? I didn't see the video. I've seen, I'm reading this. I've seen the video. Uh, Will Smith shared a video in which he again apologized to Chris Rock for slapping the comedian uh, at the Oscars. Smith won Best Actor uh, for his role King Richard on that night. It's not infamous night on March 27th, Friday. He was, quote, fogged out in the moment after the slap and that this is, um, and that is why he did not apologize to Rock in the acceptance speech. Quote, I reached out to Chris and 
the message that came back to me is he's not ready to talk. But when he when he is, he will reach out, unquote. Smith said in a video, which is posted on YouTube, I will say to you, Chris, I apologize to you. My behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you, you're you ready to talk. Smith 53 uh, fur, uh, further apologized to Rock's mother and brother, Tony. I uh, quote, that was one of the things, that was one of the things about that moment I didn't realize. He continued, I wasn't thinking about how many people got hurt in that moment. I want to apologize to Chris, uh, Chris's mother uh, and his brother and his brother Tony. Uh, we want, you know, we used to have a great relationship, um, and I, I believe that's probably irre- uh, irreparable. Um, he goes on to say, to clarify that his wife did not tell him to quote do something after she wrote her eyes upon hearing the alopecia joke that sparked the confrontation. He also said that letting people down, including his wife, he has always has always been his worst nightmare. Disappointing people in my central trauma, I hate when I let people down. So it hurts psychologically and emotionally to know that I didn't live up to people's image and expectation. Um, and he finishes up there you know, how embarrassed he was and so forth. I've seen the video. That's like four minutes long. Um, he just came out of nowhere. Um, and listen, when Chris is ready to talk about it, he's playing, he's, he's playing the slow game, playing the chess game here. Um, he's going, he, know, he, he, he has a strategy, meaning Chris Rock. He has a strategy to all this. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to focus on his tour. He's going to focus on all that when everything dies down, when he's done with that, and then we kind of, end of the year, going through the new year, kind of not really like, oh, whatever. Then it's going to come up. If not by the end of this year, at least by the time that's Oscars come up, he's going to say something. He's playing a slow game, as he should. He's like, you know what, let this build up. And it's giving him momentum also, and it's helping him he's out. It. Controversy creates that. It. It's helping him out. <laughs> yes. Huh? Indeed, indeed. If controversy create cash, indeed, he's milking it. So he knows that. So he pretty much knows, like, this is built up. But um, listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to say this. You can't apologize anymore. That's it. Either accept it or don't. Um, apologize once, twice, even a third time. After a while, no matter who you are, like, dude, dude, I can't, I can't take back what I did. Either accept it or don't. So... You might have to do it one more time, and then that's it. Uh, but what's done is done. He apologized. It's, it's messed. It's messed. It's messed up. He gotta. He gotta repair his own. He got to repair his own relationship with himself, family, friends, and fans. Career. Um, <laughs> career. Uh, which I don't think will be dinged that much. Um, stay off the grid. Do what you're supposed to do, and keep it moving. And that's it. What do you think, Joe? Um, I, I, my opinion, I don't think that, you know, he, he did his apology. That's it. Now you just wait now until Chris Rock is ready to talk when he's ready to talk, do it privately. And the media do not mm-hmm. need to be there. Nobody needs to know about it. Do it privately. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a sit down, mm-hmm. squash it and move on with your careers. Mm-hmm. Media agree, has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Just leave them out of I agree. it. I think it should not. It should not be said. What was said amongst the two privately? Just say they spoke, and and I said, if they want to, then that's fine. But I don't think they shouldn't really tell it. I really think they should not have people go around. Well, if said like this, like 
have, have, have a private conversation, and I agree with you. It should no, we, it, we really, number one, at the end of the day, Will Smith's not obligated to apologize publicly. That's between us. We have it behind closed doors. No. He's not obligated to right. Chris is not obligated to accept it publicly. That's, that's behind closed doors. Um, they don't have to at all. And I agree with you. Do it behind closed doors. Do it privately. And, and that's it. Um, and let's, get, let's, let's move past this. It's, it's, it's already done. There's no need for looking back. It's already done. Let's get past it and move on. And, and that's it. It happened. It's, it's messed up. It is what it is. And he has to, he has to take, take, you know, carry that burden for the rest of his life and get right with himself and everybody else. But right. staying, in, you know, staying in the world of Chris Rock, uh, it is something interesting. I want to hear your take on it. Chris Rock talks criticism for appealing to white audiences, uh, making shift from an up-and-coming stand-up comedian to mainstream entertainer isn't an easy one, but many of our favorite are uh, products of the transition. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Jimmy Fox, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart. Just a handful of examples of people who went from touring small bars and comedy clubs to starring in feature films. Uh, their reach is global. However, uh, there's also been some criticism for their appear uh, for their appeal to white audiences. Uh, while chatting uh, on Heart to Heart, uh, Rock spoke with Kevin Hart about how he handled the criticism. Quote: So I do bring the pain. I'm on Oprah and I'm on 60 Minutes and I'm just on the cover of every magazine, whatever in the world. Said Rock. You hear the rumblings of only white people like it. Too many white people like it. So when it when it was time to do my next special, I'm like, oh, you think only white people like me? Okay, well I'm going to I'm going to the Apollo I'm going to the Apollo, and there ain't gonna be no white people nowhere. I'm gonna call this special. This is the blackest special you will ever see. I have fought battles. <laughs> I I was I have told I have told in words to shut up. I was told I have told in words to shut up in comedy clubs that tried to hate on you. Rock so Hart, Hart replied. Quote, it's the success of of the comedian that was found a way to cross over and appeal to it all. The universal comic, the universal comic, people remove the word universal and just throw in the word white. You forget the world is so mass, is massive. So one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten in regards to comedy, I don't be lo- I don't be local. The word is big. Go travel. Go over the water. Go be funny to the world. Go be funny for everybody. Hart added that he reflects on the advice often that he thinks of Rock's career, noting that his friend, quote, stayed true to himself while making his audience connect to his comedy. What do you think about that, Zoe? What? No. You know, it's just, it, it could go either way. I mean, is it because it could go because maybe the prices is too expensive for you know, certain black communities that may not be able to afford the tickets, or it could be because they're just not interested in going to watch Chris Rock on perform. I mean, I don't see it as, you know, he's catering towards the, the white people. They're the ones that are just coming out to see him perform. Uh-huh. But those who are complaining that, you know, he's catering towards the white folks or whatever he is, what he's doing, why aren't they there? Did they pay to go see him? Uh-huh. Or are they just talking? <clears throat> what 
what I don't understand uh, at the end of the day, um, who cares? Who cares? Who cares what audience he has? He's he's entertainer, and I, and I think it's a stupid thing. But I, what I understand is, for example, this show here is anchored by two African American males, and the obvious things like, well, in terms of music, the genre of music will be hip hop and R and B. Now we want the show to appeal to everyone of all races, color, and creed globally. So you try to play everything, all genres. Um, and that's how you increase revenue and all that stuff. And that's what Chris Rock and Eddie, that's what you do. You want to increase your revenue. You're not going to want to stay in your own, in Brooklyn or, or in Philly or in Chicago. <laughs> because it's in the neighborhoods because you're, cause people look like you, let's get that money. There's money in the world. Go see the world. Different cultures meet people. Touch everyone. Right. In terms of influencing other other races and other other religions and sexes and all that stuff. I think it's just it takes a small minded person who says, Oh, you know, he only cares the white people. Why? Because they, they're all in the audience, like you said. Like who cares? Ignore them. Whatever. <laughs> Laugh at his comedy. Who who's looking at the audience? I'm looking at the audience. I'm looking at the guy. I'm looking at the comedian. I'm looking at him listening to him. I don't care who's in the audience. I wanna laugh. So who He's cares? And I want I want my favorite comedians to be around. So I want them to be successful because I can see them again. So I can see them in different shows. I can see them in movies. I can see them on TV shows. I could whatever. You will want them to be successful. That's just how the game is set up. So, so, so they're basically do. calling him, they're basically, without seeing it, calling him a, a, a sellout. So now if he goes to yeah. Apollo Theater, he goes to Apollo Theater and he performs there, what happens if all the white people who've moved into Harlem decide to go and see him there and then the black people decide not to go there? What are they going to say then? Because he's a sellout, it's a predominantly he's a um, majority he's a, black he's a, and Latino community. You know, he's a sellout in Apollo. He's a, that's a sellout doing a sellout move in El Apollo. <laughs> take, it, take the yeah. sellout however you want to put it. Take the sellout however you want to put it. He's a sellout that sold out. Or selling out, or selling out. Take that sellout word and use it as selling out to the people, or selling out the theater, making money. Yes, he is a sellout. He sells out theaters. That's what he does. Well, that's he his does. job. <laughs> that's what that's what he's supposed to do. So I don't get that. What I do get is there's. I, I'm gonna play this. We're gonna cut away. It is a, it's something I found. You know how you put something in. Uh, uh, you get Chris Rock, Chameleon Timeline, and then Mike Tyson, Chameleon Timeline. I'm going to play something that happened years ago. This is years ago, late 90s, I believe. And, it, and it's Chris Rock giving out a message. And poignant messages, and it's something that everyone needs to pay attention to. Life lessons, and it's weird. It's like, on my timeline, Chris Rock came up with the Will Smith. And it's a life lesson everyone Life lessons, but there's one main life lesson in there that everyone needs to pay attention to. Okay? All right, so we're going to play it, and we come back. we got more stuff to get into. Uh, stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. So that's not coming up. I'm going to try something else, and I'm going to go back to that. So I'll play some music. I'm going to play the audio later. 
of uh, Chris Rock. So stick around. Sorry about that. Live radio. And we'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Drums, please. of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes the move romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because this is summertime
I had a dream about my man last night, <laughs> and my man came by the the studio, and his name is Buster Rhymes. In effect, Shahid is in effect. Fife did all is in effect. Check it out and give me my spec. I'm moving, yes, I'm moving, cause my mouth is on the motor. Use the coast of the morning to avoid the funky odor. Can't help be a funky, I'm the funky abstract brother. Funky in the sense, but I play the undercover. Once had a fetish, fetish for some booty. Now I'm getting funky in my rapping, that's my duty. Brothers tend to dock on the style in particular. If you got the ego like some brothers, then I'll get with you. But if I don't pursue, then I just don't give a f- My motto in the 90s is be happy making ducks. Girls love the gym because it causes crazy friction. When it goes up in, it fluctuates the addiction. I still understand the oak because that's what I'm at up for. I'm hooked on the swing, so just call me the music for. Women love the voice. Brothers dig the lyrics. Quest the people's choice. We thriving for the spirit. If you can't hear it, then get the wax utensils. Write my rhyme straight up. Don't get with no fancy stencil. The rhymes we get is sweet. We stay away from talk. A perfectionist at work. Perking up the art. If you want to battle, I suggest you check your clock. Your demise is coming up, and I want your man to watch. Be the prime example, a deeper still the sample. Insignificant, here I place you on the mantle. Born up in Harlem, reside now in Jamaica. The girl I used to rock, her mom's was a Quaker. And what does that make her? The evil money taker, the crazy move faker. I use that to break her. Fight is in the house. Uncle Mike is in the house. Rob Power is in the house. Symbolism is in the house. Wise men is in the house. The brand new is in the house. The JBs, they in the house. And they lock, they in the house. I must regroup my thoughts and kick the next one for my people. Please don't be deceived by the ugly sights of evil. The world is kind of cold and the rhythm is my blanket. Wrap yourself up in it. If you love it, then you'll blanket. Don't move to rebuttal. Wave your hand for action. Some women in the 90s want more than satisfaction. They want keys and G's and all those silly things. If you want to, I'll show you. This what the app can bring. I keep a tight net with my brothers Ken and Kenny. If the question is a bomb, then I'll tell you I got plenty. The thing that men and women need to do is stick together. Progressions can't be made if we're separate forever. I hope this funky beat with the loop and the feature is the funky singing by Mazinia Mohica. So listen because the quest is led through the underground. My people have been oppressed too long, no more will we be down. People tend to rip because they don't know the mental. People tend to bug because the beats are hard but gentle. Apple candle lurks through the body of the youngin'. Play like Bobby Bird on your back and you're coming to the house of the jazz, of the funk, of the rhythm. All the goods are welcome, but if you're a villain, I'll just wait and debate. Contemplate your arrival. If flexing is your motive, then you don't like survival. The abstract is speaking, the heartbeat is reaching, the black and Puerto Ricans cause their butt naked streaking through the ever murky streets of the urbanized areas. Blasting out the speakers is the hip-hop hysteria. Craig is in the house. Pete Rock is in the house. CL is in the house. Ultra Mag is in the house. Nice and smooth is in the house. Big Daddy Kane is in the house. Beat Nuts is in the house. Special Ed is in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this one goes out to my man. Thanks a lot, Ron Carter. On the bass, yes, the man Ron Carter is on the bass. And check it out. Going into the 91 decade, up until the 2000 decade, you gotta say, the quest is on. And God damn it, that's the quest is on. And we. Stop. 
firm and young with a laid-back tongue. The aim is to succeed and achieve at 21, just like Ringling Brothers, our days in a sound. Captivate the masses, the pros is profound. Do it for the strong, we do it for the meek. Boom it in your boom it in your boom it in your Jeep. Or your Honda, or your Beamer, or your Legend, or your Ben. The rave of the town to your foes and your friends. So push it along, trails we blaze. Don't deserve the wrong, don't deserve the praise. The tranquility will make you unball your fist. For we put hip hop on a brand new twist. A brand new twist with a whole heap of mystic. So low key that you probably missed it. But yet it's so loud that it damages the crowd. When the guy takes the beat, they bowed. So raise up, squire, adjust your attire. We have no time to wallow in the mire. If you're on a foreign path, then let me do the lead. Join in the essence of the cool I breed. To cool out to the music, cause it makes you feel serene. With the birds and the bees, and all the groovy things like getting stomach aches when you gotta go to work. Or staring into sleep when you're feeling berserk. I don't really mind if it's over yet. Cause the job of resurrected is to wake up the dead. So pay attention, it's not hard to decipher. And after the horn, you can check out the viper. Sideways, but competition them must come straight way. Competition them try to come sideways, but competition them must come straight way. How's about that? It seems like it's my turn again. All through the years, my mic has been my best friend. I know some brothers wonder, can Piper really kick it? Some even wanna diss me, but why sweat it? I'm all into my music cause that's how I make tapes. Try to make hits like it could be make tapes. Me sweat another, I do my own thing. Strictly hardcore tracks, not a new jack swing. I grew up as a Christian, so just try I give thanks. Collect my bank, listen to Shabarang. I sing and chat, I do all of that. It's 1991 and I refuse to come back. I take off my hat to other crews that tend to rock. But the low end theory's here. It's time to wreck shop. I got tip and shot, so whom shall I fear? Stop looking, listen, but please don't stare. Suggest to the store and buy the LP or drive RCA. He gets props too uh-huh. Make sure you have a system with some fat house tickets So yeah. the new shit can rock uh. From Boston Master Pequa uh. Cause where I come from, quality is job one And everybody up on it, you know we get, get the, the job, job done. done So peace to that crew yeah. And peace to this crew Bring yeah. on the tour, we'll see you at a theater near a shoot Ayo, hey, but wait, back it up oh, Easy, back it up Please let the abstract embellish on the cut Back and forth just like a cameo song If you dig this joke, then please come dance along To the music, cause it's done just for the line Now I gotta scat and get mine Underline the jazz The what? The jazz to move that ass For the job originates That feeling of pizzazz It's the universal sound Bless the buffers on the ground And the one six below You didn't have to go So say that I'm a bitch Because I was cat at orgy And sometimes for breakfast I eat grits and porgies If this is a singer They call me a sink I ask Now check it out, all my peoples in Queens, you don't stop Now all my peoples in Brooklyn, you don't stop And all my peoples uptown, you don't stop That includes the Bronx and Harlem, you don't stop Now to that girl Rommel, you don't stop I said because ladies first, you don't stop And to the JBs, you don't stop And they lost soul, you don't stop And to my brand new band, you don't stop And to my leaders of the new, you don't stop And to my man, Lars Professor, you don't stop For the beat, you don't stop Everybody in the place, you don't stop You keep it on to the rhythm, you don't stop And last not least, on the short shot This is Zulu Nation
Max and YPA Entertainment Radio. Apologize again. I had a new big board here in the studio, and the producer didn't load up the right track, meaning me. Uh, so I got the right one. I got a new board here. I'm just learning. Uh, so we'll play that Chris Rock speech in the next uh, music break. Uh, so apologize again, live radio. What are you going to do right here in YPA Entertainment Radio? So we want to get into Funkflex calls out Joel Santana for lack of music, allegedly. Who is he? Thursday, the 28th, Funkflex took to Hot 97 Airways to speak directly to Dipset Rapper, calling for him to release new tracks in the next week and end the drought. Joel Santana, you've been home for a few years now, Flex said during the weekly radio show. I am tired and I am exhausted, and we want new Joel Santana songs. Joel's, I give you six days, six days. Give me a new Joel Santana song. Do you accept the challenge, yes or no? He continues, um, you're sitting on a lot of money. You came home. You created a multimillion-dollar business. Congratulations. We want the music. If anyone knows Joel Santana, I challenge him to get me a song by next Thursday. Let me know if you're going to accept the challenge, bro. Um, Joel Santana caught Window Flex rant on live stream and on Instagram, I'm sorry, and took the challenge in stride. Let's go, he responded in the Instagram story. The Harlem native have been promising fans new material since being taken off probation in February during his recent visit to Drink Champs, um, the 40-year-old MC acknowledged the long wait for music, but explained he's back in the studio and ready to flood the scene. Um, who is Fox Flex? I mean, I know that he's throwing it out as a challenge, but he's somewhere. I'm giving you six days. Okay, if he don't come out with a new song in six days, what's going to happen? He's not going to play his music when he do come out with it? Is, is, is that, that that's what's going to happen? Okay. There's other platforms. One of them is which is what, Cal? And YPA Entertainment Radio. Yeah. <laughs> that's a platform I don't know that we can play. We, that's I, one I where we can play his um, music. You know, we don't know how the, what music is going to come out from him, you know, but it's going to come out eventually. Uh. But six days, six days. Yeah, six days, six I, just, I, I smell. So what do you think about I smell that? a ploy. I smell a ploy. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's something weird about this. It's something weird because how can I explain this? He, he's de- he's demanding it. Like the who the phone flex? You demanding like uh, you got six days, and I'm surprised that. Helm or Jim Jones didn't, didn't come back with a certain retort, so to speak. Like, something like, don't be telling me this, this, and this, or whatever. Who are you? Like, we just said, who are you going to demand in music? I don't know if this is a ploy. I don't, I don't know. Something about this don't sit right. It's just like, this is so random. But you're asking Jim, uh, Joel Santana to, you know, drop a new track in six days. Like, I don't know. There's something about this that doesn't sit right at all. Now, this also could lead up to what's going on now and which we don't want to happen. This leads to what I was going to bring up is that 
Memphis Bleak revised versus Smoke with Joel Santana. And I think this may happen because he keeps pushing the issue. And he's saying he's going to be ready. Mrs. Bleak is not letting Joel Santana get away easy from their proposed versus battle. Uh, during a recent uh, performance, Rock and Soul, the rapper fired a warning shot at his former label mate, letting, letting him know he better be ready for what's coming his way once the papers are signed and the ink is dry. Nobody tell somebody tell that N-word Joel, he better be fucking ready for this shit. You know what I mean? Bleak said before, a jab at Joel's poor versus performance. <laughs> the shit is real. I don't need I don't need I don't need no lyrics. Uh, neither Swiss Beats or Timberland have made uh anything official, but the looks of things by the look of things, both Bleak and Joel are hoping it comes to fruition with all the back and forth between them. I don't want this to happen. I said it last week, said weeks before that, this is something that should not happen. It don't need to happen. It's bigger fish to fry. It's bigger things. Like, I don't, I think, nah, I don't think it'll be a good one. We both said it. I just don't, quite frankly. I really don't. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, a huge fan of either one of the music. I'm not this, and I just don't think it'll be good. I think it'll be, I don't think it's going to be good. I really don't. I, I can't see them carrying verses by themselves. Um, Joel's have to bring people out. Memphis Bleak people will think Jay's going to come out, which he's not. Because uh, if he did, they would be like, if you can come out on this on this clown <laughs> versus, then you can do your own, which should be happening now. It should be happening, not Bleak versus Joel. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. But it looks like it's Yeah, it, it, it's going to be as bad as you know, the Ray J who can't sing, the Marion who can't sing. Um, it's going to be just as bad as that. Um, you know, I personally wouldn't run to see that versus at all between um, Memphis Bleak and um, Joel Santana. I personally wouldn't go and listen to that um, because I know it's going to be horrible. Now, if I was to choose who's the better MC out of the two, I would choose Memphis Bleak that would give him a slight edge over Joel Santana. Uh, Santana. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's not something that I will run to, and this will be um, right with the rest of um, the bad verses that we have seen, you know, which was the most recent that I just mentioned, you know, which exposed a lot of the R&B artists out there who can't really sing. Now, these guys... Nah, I think that they need to do away with this and put somebody else out there that will catch attention to the audience and, and keep them intrigued on what's what's coming up next. My opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. That makes sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh Khalees didn't know Beyonce was sampling her song on Renaissance. Quote, this was a trigger for me. Queen Bee's uh, inter, quote, energy samples uh, Khalees Milkshake on which Pharrell Williams and Chad uh, Hugo of the Neptune are the sole cr- uh, credited writers and producers. Khalees is one of the one of many musicians whose work is sampled on Beyonce's new album, Renaissance, and the bossy hitmaker feels disrespected. Queen Bee's new, new song Energy includes an interpolation of Khalees' signature hit Milkshake um, both, like I said, Williams 49, Hugo 48 are credited. K 
Khalees 42 vocals do not appear on Renaissance track is not. Uh, ahead of the Friday's release of Renaissance, musician and chef took to Instagram and expressed anger was not being contacted about the song's use beforehand. After a fan, after a fan account named at, at Khalees Trends shared a throwback photo of Khalees and Beyonce 40 alongside a caption mentioning that Renaissance will include a Khalees sample on the song Energy, the Grammy nominee left a comment from her verified at Bounty, Bounty, Bounty in full account writing, it's not a collab, it's theft. In follow-up comments, Khalees revealed that she heard about the sample, quote, the same way everyone else did. She said the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties is astounding. The comments quickly sparked <laughs> online conversation, and and the caught-out-there singer later posted two Instagram videos explaining her feelings towards the situation. Quote, I am an artist, so I am, as Erica Badu said, I'm sensitive about my shit, Khalees said on camera. The reality is that my beef is not only with Beyonce because she's at the end. She because at the end of the day, she uh, she sampled a record. She's copied. She's copied me before. So has many other artists. It's fine. I don't care about that. The issue is that not only are we female artists. The issue is not is that not only are we female artists. Okay, black female artists is an industry where there's not that many of us. She continued. We've met each other. We know each other. We have mutual friends. Is that is it's not hard. She can contact, right? Police uh, said uh, pop singer Ashniko, who sampled 1999, caught out there on her 2021 single "Deal with It." Contacted her before using the song. She's a young white girl. She reached out when she she reached out when she's freaking like it's just common decency. It's common decency. Seemingly referencing. Fans pointing out that Khalid doesn't have a writing or production credit on the song. She added, I know what I own and what I don't own. I also know the lies that were told. I also know the things that were stolen. Publishing was stolen. People were swindled out of rights. It happened all the time, especially back then. So it's not about it's not about me being mad about Beyonce. She specifically mentioned Williams, 49, Claiming the happy musician knows better. He knows better. This is di- this is a direct hit at me, she said, of her former collaborator, whom she alleged holds writing credits on many of their collaborative write works, despite not contributing lyrics. He does this stuff all the time. It's very petty. What do you think, Joe? Um, didn't she sign the contract? Did she understand what she was signing? What do you mean? So for her to say, because she said that, um, um, you know, what was it that she said that was stolen from her? She said. Was it her? Uh, like some, well, she said some some uh, publishing rights were stolen from her. And her stuff publishing rights were stolen from her. But how was, it, how was it stolen from her? That's the, the question. I mean, everything is laid out on the contract, right? Everything mm-hmm. is laid out mm-hmm. on it. She would have to have her attorneys to look over them contracts. And her attorney should be explaining to her what this means if she don't know what it means on her contract. I, so for I don't, her to say I that it was stolen, was it stolen or did she sign off on it? I, this, I, you know, she knows the whole story. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see your point, and I don't think it's that 
clear cut of contracts. It might have been other stuff that we just don't know about. Um, it sounds more complicated than just a, than sign a contract you sold the right. I I don't know. Um, it's, it seems more complicated than that. It, it, it's weird. I hear what you're saying. Um, and you would think that you'd be in writing that all the credits and publishing will go to this person and that person or whatever. But she said she knows she knows what, what's what and what's not. So maybe this maybe this talk in particular she knows for a fact like I know I own this one. But I got gagged out of it. Somewhere along the line, something must have happened. Something that we are not privy to happened. Um, and that's well, she needs to be a little, little more elaborate on what, what she meant by that because, you know, right now I'm clueless to know what's going on. I mean, she don't have the right to let us know, but, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just like it's a dead air. Yeah. How um, was it yeah, stolen? Yeah. I mean, at, 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 at the end of the day, um, to leave it open-ended, and maybe for legal reasons she can't go into details because she might be about to strike against whomever. Um, if this is, if this is true, and she knows that she owns the rights or whatever, yes, a contact should have been made. Because it's not like she knows like you should have contacted me. Like I know what I own, and she might and she said it. She knows what I own and what I don't own. She ain't got to tell us. But clearly, she, she now, knows it. Clearly, like in this situation, you should have contacted me. And Pharrell, you screwed up. You you, you messed it around because maybe there was another contract. And Pharrell just ignored it. Who knows? It's probably we talk about all the time the shady dealings of the industry. Yeah. You know, forget contract yeah. lawyers, whatever. Right. It's always it's always a shady. You know, you have the best lawyers in the world read over something, but the, but something happened because she's pissed off, and it's something she knows. Now, that that it's been like y'all should have told y'all should have said something to me. So I, I don't know. It's now, not the gate that was she's being very vague. Here's the next question. Here's the next question. She said Beyonce um stole um or used her music um without her permission, without asking her, you know, about it. What did she take? Did she take like certain lyrics? Or did she use I don't um know. Khalees lyrics, or was it just the track? I, I we have to hear the song. I have no idea. I don't know. She didn't specify. Um, but it said in an article what I just read. It clearly said that she it was no her voice is not on there. So I don't know if it's the the beat part of it or certain like jump yeah, jump, I, I, move, I, jump cut or whatever. But it but it says her. It, I, I I just read that her voice is not on it. So I don't know how to hear okay. it. To so find just out, the beat, the, the like, track. yeah, just to see like what, how deep it, whatever. Um, I gotta hear the song. It's I gotta listen called, to it. Song yeah, I think the song is called Energy. Um, so right. I gotta find out to hear to see maybe where it's yeah. like, okay, she might know after a certain X amount of times or minutes or how long or what it, whatever. It's like, all right, you owe me money on that one. Because certain certain samples you can do like a little quick, and you might have to pay that much. But if you go a little long to pay the whole course or something, let, let alone someone oh, no, you comes up, up, you got to pay them. you got to cough up, yeah. <laughs> right. So I have to – and apparently uh, Pharrell has done this a lot of times because she said Pharrell does this all the time to people. So I, either people don't read their contract with Pharrell or Pharrell just don't care. So <laughs> something's going on because she said this is not just happening. Her Pharrell does it all the time. So he might have done it to other people, 
And like I said, either everybody don't know how to read a contract and they sign with, or Pharrell just don't care because he's like, I'm Pharrell, I'll do whatever I want. Who knows? You know, at the end of the day, that, that that's the mystery. That's the mystery right there. Uh, so hopefully... Yeah, well, we'll soon find out. Hopefully this... Um, It'll open up a little bit more, and I, I, I'm kind of, I am curious to hear energy now. Um, for Beyonce, just, just to hear the sample from Milkshake, if you can hear it. Sometimes you can't really hear it. Certain songs, um, but I'm kind of curious. So she's pissed off though. So uh, you know, I, I forewarn her: be careful. The Beehive may come after her. So yeah, be careful. The Beehive don't. Yeah, uh, I definitely got to listen to it. Um... If I like it, I may put it on next week's. Playlist for next month if I like the song, uh, energy if I like it. So, you may it may pop up. Uh, all right, we're gonna try this again. Listen to this poignant speech. Life lessons we all should know. Let's cue this up again. Boy. All right, we'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. I just tried it too. I heard on my end through my headphones, and it's not pulling up for my. I gotta look on my in my headphones. I it comes out one, so I gotta adjust that. All right, so we're right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Let's keep this going. Kid Cudi hit by water bottles at Rolling Loud Miami leaves stage after four songs. After replacing his friend of me, Kanye West, as a headliner at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami, Kid Cudi's July 22nd headlining set was cut short after wa- multiple water bottles were thrown at him from the crowd. Cudi uh, was performing the fourth song of his set when what appeared to be a bottle thrown from the crowd hit him square in the face. Yo, I will walk off the stage if if you all throw one more one more effing thing up here. I will leave. I will leave right now. He said after <laughs> after the impact. Throw one more one more thing on the stage, I'll walk off. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. You will ruin it for everybody. I'll leave I'll leave if I get hit with one more thing. If I see one more thing on this stage, I'm leaving. Don't mess with me. Almost immediately, another water bottle was thrown at Cuddy, and and he walked off. Although, (laughs) I seen that coming. I seen that coming. You was kind of egging him on. Anyway, although West's performance was canceled days before the festival, he showed up during Little Dirk's set that evening where the duo perform Hot Shit, the new Cardi B song on which they both feature, as well as West Classic Father's Father Stretch My Hands Part 1. Notably, the latter song features vocals from Cuddy. Um, and Ruffa Cuddy's not immediately responded uh, to this article's request. However, on uh, Saturday afternoon, Rolling Loud issued the following statement. Rolling Loud is a family. Our fans, the artists, and everyone involved need to look out for each other share the love, and be respectful to everyone. We love you, Cuddy. Please take care of each other. Let's have an amazing day. So what do you think about this? <laughs> Listen, for them to be throwing water bottles, his performance must have been horrible. That's all I can say about it. It must have been so horrible where they just started throwing water bottles to get him off that stage. And for him to get up there and say, throw, more, one, more, throw one more bottle up on the stage, I will walk off. That's what they wanted you to do, kids. <laughs> That's what they wanted you to do to get off the stage. Because as Kyle stated on the article, they immediately do another bottle because they wanted you to walk off the stage. There's yeah. something about yeah, your performance that they may not have liked. That's true. Work yeah, on your stage show. <laughs> Work That's on your true. stage show. Maybe they won't throw it next time. <laughs> yeah. I- yeah, it's some something, something. While he's get while he was getting bottles thrown at him, Future brings out Travis Scott at at Rolling Loud. Travis Scott made it to Rolling Loud after all, after all, yet another twist in the in this past uh, this past weekend's Big Bash. During Future's headlining that uh, last Saturday, he brought out the MC to a thunderous applause and uh, an even stronger performance. Travis ran through at least two of his songs, perhaps. More, uh, perhaps more, he and spent a good amount of time on stage. The crowd was loving it, and Travis certainly seemed back to his old self in a traditional festival setting. This being more comparable to the Astral World than any show he's done since. For his part, Travis Scott was absolutely pumped, and you could tell he enjoyed being being there. He made it. He uh, it made for a good litmus test of <coughs> of how concert goers and festival goers feel about Travis hitting the stage in this capacity. <coughs> and the consensus, uh, 
consensus is in, they want him there. While, while uh, we're sure sure that rolling loud, rolling loud crowd who caught Travis was stoked, you got to wonder why he wasn't hired to just hold this slot down if he wasn't going to be there regardless, similar to Kanye West, who also randomly showed up on Friday night for a cameo appearance uh, after, uh, this after bailing on his billing on his own scheduled performance at the last minute. Um, that is weird, I, and I thought it kind of weird, and I read it, where they say, Kanye said, I'm not doing it, and he shows up. Travis Scott wasn't supposed to come, and he shows up. Because no one wanted to touch Travis Scott because of the Astro World thing. No one wanted him. Right. I, which you and I discussed on here a lot of times. It's not directly his fault. It's the venue's fault, security and so forth. Um but apparently, they accepted him, and they welcomed him, and there he is, and everyone applauded for him. What do you think? Right. Man? Yeah, it, it, it was, it's not his fault, you know, what happened, um, you know, that tragic event. You know, again, it was the venue. They didn't have enough security um, at that venue. Um, so, therefore, he shouldn't be held liable, but they said that he didn't do anything to stop the the whatever was going on at that particular time, but was it up to him to do that? I mean, yes, he do have the platform to do that, but would they have listened? I mean, it, where's the security? But anyway, I'm, I'm glad that they, um, you know, accepted him. Um, you know, they applaud him, and you know, I know that he's still probably going through, you know, probably legal battles. Um, you know, with this with that unfortunate event. Um, but this is a start of, you know, him coming back out and um, performing, doing more performance for, for um, his fans. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, so it looked like I think this is a good, a good start, like you said, and uh looks like maybe heading in the right direction and no one, no one booed or threw bottles at him, so I guess he's all right. <laughs> No, this man had allegedly this man had people crushed at another festival, and they gave him a thunderous applause. The other guy didn't do shit; they threw bottles at him. Ah, <laughs> yeah, and, and one hit him yeah. in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, one hit right in the face, and someone threw another one at him. So he just performed, yeah. and one guy had people crushed and killed, and he got thunderous applause. The world, people, am I right? The world, right? Am I right? Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what you got, though? You know, every once in a while we go off the, you know, the entertainment. Um, You know, we go through something that catches our attention that we need, you know, that should be addressed here. Um, but I don't know if you heard uh, of this, but a Brooklyn pastor who was robbed at gunpoint. Um, this was last Sunday, um, and yeah. he's defending himself and denounced the media coverage um, he's received amid on a series of week-long controversy at a press conference mm-hmm. on Friday meant to address security um, at places of worship. Bishop uh, Lamore Whitehead um, rallied against the media for focusing on the past and lavish lifestyle instead of the robbery that took place at his uh, at this church. In quote, Fendi Louis Gucci, why can't we wear um, in the church? He said, 
referencing expensive designer clothing. I wear what I wear to encourage people not to laugh at people. That doesn't make sense. My community works um, speaks for itself. I am the biggest pastor in New York City. Really, I never heard of him until this. Um, the new conference, the news conference, um, caps a week of controversy of for Whitehead, who was robbed at gunpoint while delivering a, uh, a sermon at the leaders of Tomorrow International Church in Canarsie, Brooklyn. The NYPD says these took off with over one million dollars in jewelry a value Whitehead disputed on Friday. Just two days after the burglary, Whitehead uh, faced blowback for fat-shaming and homophobic remarks he made on an Instagram Live channel. He later apologized. Whitehead has also faced renewed criticism for social media and flaunting his expensive jewelry, clothing, and cars when it was reported that the value of the items stolen on Sunday was over $1 million, according to NYPD. Many wonder if it was appropriate for a pastor to own and wear such expensive items. Um, I'm just curious to what businesses do he have out there to generate that type of money, or is this money that's coming from, from um, the church? You know, um, how is he making all this money where, you know, from what I read in the past, it was, it was this Rolls Royces, all these expensive jewelries, these expensive clothing, everything. You know, everything. Um, so I, I'm just curious to, to know where it's all is coming from. Did you see the footage of him being robbed? Yes, I, I saw it. Okay. Number one, if you, <laughs> I think it sounds weird as I'm about to say, number one, you got to be some downright heathens and evil people to walk into a church where innocent people and kids are there to rob a reverend. You can get them on the street, number one. Number two, if you go back and you watch it, there's a guy sitting in the corner in the far back on your left where it looks like a Bible on his lap, and he's calm as a cucumber. He's looking like mm-hmm. he's watching. Like he's watching a movie, and I'm like, you should be, you should be hiding somewhere, ducking or screaming. He's watching it, and no one acknowledges him. No one goes up to him. The robbers go back. He's on, on camera, off camera. And he's in the back. He's just sitting there looking, blinking, not <laughs> moving, and no one. I'm like, y'all not gonna get this guy. You're not like you're, you're not gonna try to run. So I'm like, is this real? Is this a scam? Is this for publicity? Um, for the church, for him, uh, because it's just weird. They walk up in the church on camera and take a and knew all he had, all his jewelry on him. He happened to have all his jewelry on him, layers of jewelry under his robe. Like, why are you wearing that? And they knew right. where to go. They went straight to him. And I'm like, they, right. I don't think they took anyone else. And it just, and I'm like, is this staged for publicity, like a publicity stunt? Because it just seems weird. It seems That's a possibility. very weird. That's and possibility. something about this, something about this, it doesn't pass the sniff test. It just doesn't. But and like I said, go back, YouTube it. The cat in the, I'm telling you, as a robbery's breaking out, you're gonna be shit skitless, shitless, because you don't know if somebody's gonna shoot you, shoot you or not. Hit my man in the back, 
left to the stage and just calmly watching them. With a bite, with just watching them. Well, and no one acknowledged them. No one went up to him, got his money, no one smacked him, nothing. nothing. He didn't move, he just watched calmly. No, they and knew I'm who like, they were going for. They knew who they were right. going for. They didn't care my, about anybody was, else. They went straight for him. Right, which brings me to my point when you jumped in, is the fact that that's where he made his mistake. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, pretty much kind of make everybody privy to what's going on. Like, kind of listen, act scared. Because the guy on the left is, is, is someone looked at that and was like, and questioned him, like, why weren't you scared? You weren't nervous? Like, you, you didn't think they was going to come after you? Like, you know, they, whatever. He was too calm. He was calm. So, like you said, they knew where to go. They knew who to go to. And I, I wouldn't be surprised okay. down the line. It comes out as a publicity stunt. We set up the whole thing. It right now, it's 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 alleged that um, you know, that he's under investigation right now. The pastor is under investigation for maybe robbing, you know, um, money laundering. I'm not sure what. I can't remember what it was, but right now, it's it's alleged that you know he's under investigation right now. So there's more to come to this story. Um, you know. Law enforcement, they're on it, and they're working on this case, and, you know, they will piece it together, and it will come out, what really happened. Yeah. It will come yeah, out. I, I just, it's something about this kind of odd. It is real, it's really odd, really odd. Humorous, too, at the same time. So I smell publicity. publicity stuff. He seemed like that kind of dude that's lavished out with the roles and all that stuff. Like, where are you getting your money from? We're like, where are you, you know? So you had no security in there, all this stuff, but no security, no camera, anyway. Um, it's, just, right. it's just weird why mm-hmm. he would wear all that, you know, jewelry on anyway while he was there. I mean, you're riding around in Rolls Royce and, and all that. And they, what do you expect? And they knew, and they knew he had it on him. That's what's <laughs> weird. They knew exactly. Lift it up. Lift it. They knew exactly he had it on. So that's it's something weird about this whole thing. Um, yeah. It was not weird. We're going to take a music break. When we come back, we got a lot more stuff to get into. We wrap things up here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Enemies, but when you need a 
can depend on me. Call. If you need my assistance, there'll be no resistance. I'll be there in an instant. Who am I to judge another brother? Only on the cover. I'll be no different than the others. A to the O to the M to the I to the E. I'm down to the E. Tonight, a different type. Lorenzo and Long, Love Jones, dipping on the bike. You growing into a better woman. It's whatever we thugging. New product every season. 50 ball on the budget. If it didn't occur, she for me, I'm for her. Running. Only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were. Hard to replace me. Talk a little sweet about me, a lot of sour I know that you believe in stars 
Just like stars, you know your words got a lot of power You know I'm good at reading you, I spent like 10,000 hours I must have bought you 10,000 flowers, ignoring red flags and all the bowls I even bought your daughter clothes and your father clothes And I bought you diamonds even though I got a heart of gold And all your enemies we rode, I go Picasso Art War We a different pedigree, I did some foul shit across the line You seem to petty me I never gave you infidelity or tried to wreck your credibility I'm not your ex, I'm your ecstasy Methamphetamines, ain't no better me you know, I'm just trying to do what I'm meant to do, teach you, please you. You know, never mistreat you and treat you, you know how it goes. That down life shit. Sean Don. Esco. I got that New York walk. I got that Detroit soul, you know. Lordship, niggas talking yachts and some more shit. I used to run the block, now I'm corporate. Hopping out, you know it's sun when the doors lift. Whole squad hot the burners. Met tat in the sky like Bobby's murder. They watch me like the chip, courtside at the rucker. Flow only getting tougher. She begging me to cuff her. Brooklyn sweet chick, waffles with raspberry butter. Wear a mink at the roller rink, middle of the summer. If I can't get it done, I got soldiers with me to cover. Queens get the money, we only stacking it up with. Cheese stay icy, cause shit get spicy. She on demon time, I get her a time piece. Panic. Niggas not lit, not like me. Can't get nothing by me, my mind is 2090. K-L-O-K-A by Pricey. Cost money, beat the charge money. Fast money, push the start money. Large money, that's the far money. Uh, little advice, always ask spice. Always get the liquor with the ice. I don't give a fuck if that's white. Fuck a bag, any bitch, and it's all white. Nice, that ain't right. If she tell me, no, I'm dick tight. Look, every time you saw me, I was nice. Every time I saw you, you was light. Every bitch, you look like a dyke. Look, I mean, she might. Not never be my type. No, she might never be my type. Look, that bitch is trash. I only fuck her for the hype. I only fuck her for the hype. Look, Kalo K, A by Price. Cost money, beat the charge money Fast money, push the start money Large money, that's the far money Niggas saying Ferg back, but I been with the shit Might make a grill with Tiffany's on my gentleman shit My drill niggas out in Brooklyn and they spinning this shit Puff and pop out the whip while we sipping this shit Model bitches, that's the size Fuck attendance off the flights Keep the vision through the lights Never blinded by the hype Keep the Tommy near the belly Sincere cause I'm hype Got a ghetto Naomi Campbell Designer with the Nikes I'm the one talking spice 12 year old killers with the guns and the knives Better run for your life Got a queen and queens and my ex a Puerto Rican spice All a bitch doing time getting caught up with the Kalo K, A by Pricey Cost money, beat the charge money Fast money, put the start money Large money, that's the far money Hey boy, we got another one Pricey Nasha Thomas Fabio ASAP Ferg Yeah! 
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio, live here on Blog Talk. Remember, if you can't catch this show live while it's happening every Sunday from 5 to 7, uh, you can go on the on demand either in Blog Talk or the 19 other platforms or listen on the go. Listen to this episode and others in deep in the archives that go way, way, way back. Um, anytime at your leisure, subscribe, down, subscribe, download, comment, share, five-star review. I'm biased, but that would be nice. And uh, keep listening, NYPA Entertainment Radio. Joe Button responds to Method Man's comment about once wanting to snuff him. Joe Button uh, has issued a response to Method Man after what Ukraine legend said he once planned to snuff the rapper turned podcaster. Back in 09, Button questioned Method's placement in Vibe's best rapper of all timeless. This ignited a feud between the pair that eventually turned physical when Raekwon and his crew assaulted Buttons backstage at, <clears throat> excuse me, at the Rock the Bell Festival in 2010. During the conversation with Math Hoffa on the Barbershop interview series, uh, Meth noted, noted the whole ordeal was entirely avoidable but revealed he planned to snuff Buttons long before Ray got to him, but that he didn't because of the conversation they had. Responding on the latest on the late episode of Joe Button. I said, cool. At first, I heard that I heard that interview, and I said, I think he's got the timeline off. But no, he didn't. Him, him, and I had that Jones Beach talk. Af- talk, and after that is when that rock the bell shit happened in L.A. And listening to Mess, he said, well, no, because Joe would have already got a warning when he had, when we had our conversation. Uh, Button went on to recall that Mess had also pointed out that the Pump It Up rapper gave an interview shortly after their talk. And in that interview, and in that interview, let me see, the screen moved. Oh, is it? All right. Let um, me my screen. Oh, here it is. All right. Uh, and you see, in that interview, he continued to assault, insult Wu-Tang Clan, but denies his claim. Him and I had, had that talk. We had a real talk, but instead, I, I speak really really high of that conversation to this day and it learnt me a little bit. It learnt he said learnt. It's not me, he said learnt. I don't know if it's a real word. I L E A R N T. So is that a real word? Learnt? No. Okay. It learnt me. This is not it learnt me. He said it twice. He said it twice. It learnt that's probably why my my while my screen moved because he fucking the grammar's off. It learnt me a bit it alerted me some things, but but the way the internet worked, I did an old interview before the, this conversation, and they just happened to drop to drop it after after this. But after listening to after listening to uh, Meth interview, I still don't think he knows that the way Meth man remembers it. He was warned. He he had warned button after this conversation that if any other slander were to come out about his Wu Tang Clan brethren, there would be nothing he could do for him. It got to the point where I'm talking to him like, you you talented motherfucker, Meth explained, you don't need to go this route with all that dumb shit, but I'm but I'm telling you, after this moment, there's any more bullshit, my hands are tied. I don't know if he acknowledged that shit now, uh, that I think about it. I don't think he did because later on that day, he did some kind of interview or some shit like that or some freestyle or something. He named Inspector Deck. And he named Ray. He continued, I think he came up from the environment where where that's what 
they did what what he did, but but it was never taken to a point where somebody put hands on somebody. You know how cats talk amongst each other and shit. F you, bitch ass n word in a diff in a different kind of setting though. Fighting words, period. Joe, like I said, he's just a smart motherfucker, and and that shit could have been avoided. Cause I spoke to him, me and him spoke. He knows his shit. Um, was interesting. So what if he if he said you were not you're not one of the best rappers or whatever? Like, take take the criticism. You don't have to fight. If he feels as though someone don't like Wu Tang or he brings them up in a in the disc where they're not good, that's criticism. Like, just take it. I don't think it calls for anyone to start a physical altercation. And I think sometimes this hip hop stuff, this bravado and, and this machismo kind of runs over a little bit too much. You know, not everyone has to like someone. Not everyone has to give you the credit of being a top MC. They don't like you, they don't like you. Just like, all right, cool. Well, you, you just, you, you know, you just don't like my flavor. That's fine. But to fight about it and all that stuff, I think that's just, I think it's kind of stupid, though. What do you think? Yeah, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not gonna like you. So if everybody don't like you, you're gonna fight the whole world. Can't. Mm. <laughs> you can't. That's true. You know, just That's true. just 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 take the criticism. He don't like you. Okay, no problem. You know what? I'm gonna keep making my money and my music. There's a whole lot of yep. other people that do like me. <laughs> yeah. Just because you don't like me, so what? You look yeah. at the careers. Mess and the whole Wu Tang Clan career um, continue. Where did your button yeah. career go? One hit. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He disappeared. Yeah, yeah we, we talked about that last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it That's seems good. like, you know, Joe Button, um, you know, Buttons, is, he's, he's been opening his mouth uh, far too often. And from my understanding, He's also been getting a lot of fists um, coming in, you know, in his direction because of his mouth. So, mm. is you know, I know that they said the Raekwon, but I hear that other people have went after him and punched him or beat him or, you know, whatever their, their case is, you know. But he's he's always putting himself in a situation where somebody wants to hit him. I'm not saying yeah. that's right. <laughs> not saying that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's bad when somebody wants to hit you. Like, it's like you know what? I just gotta hit you. I just gotta hit you. You won't shut up. I just gotta hit you. So, what else but, you got? Yeah, messy. Yeah, just messy. Just gotta just relax. On I me, mean, well, he relaxed on it now, but you know, he yeah. knows that. He knows now that you know it wasn't worth it, and I'm glad that he didn't um, hit him because. He's not worth it. He's not worth um, the hassle. Uh, Will I am sat down for a recent video interview and hip hop um, confessions where he offered to take uh, offered a hot take on the Biggie versus Tupac debate. While most hip hop fans typically typically have a preference um, excluding Lil Yachty, um, the Black Eyed Peas uh, rapper falls into a rare category. He doesn't prefer either. In a clip in the, uh, of the interview uploaded to Instagram, the art of dialogue, Will I Am explained how he came to that conclusion. And quote, like when people say Tupac and Biggie, I'm such a tripod quest, 
De La Soul head that I don't like Tupac and Biggie, he said. Uh, that kind of music doesn't speak to my spirit. I like Boogie Down production. Karis One, I like. Um, if it's like Tupac or Biggie, it's Karis One. Why those two? If it's Tupac and Biggie, I don't hold them up like that. I hold Eric B. and Rakim like that. Tupac's dope. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't think he's dope. It spoke to the project. My escape is De La Tribe. Is De La Tribe out the projects? It took me out um, the projects while I was still in the projects. Will I am continue his arrange uh, his argument by de, um, describing what Rakim De La So and a tribe called Quest were able to do for him as a kid growing up in Estrada Court's housing projects in the Boyle Heights neighborhoods of Los Angeles. It took me out the project physically. As far as being able to reach my dreams, that was my path out, he added. And it took me out of the projects as far as while I was in the projects, the world is, is painted for me. It kept me safe while I was in the projects. Had I loved Tupac and Biggie while I was in the projects, I probably would have been stuck in the project still. Well, I am views on Tupac and Biggie's are stark contracts of Wiz Khalifa um, last weekend, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I, I heard a lot of criticism of, of you know, people um, coming at Will I Am, you know, saying that, you know, he shouldn't speak that way about Biggie and Tupac. They're one of the two greatest um, hip-hop artists out there. See, what they don't understand is that he didn't say that they weren't great. He just didn't feel them the way that he felt yeah. the other artists that I mentioned. That's his opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He don't have to like their music. No. He liked what he liked. He the Tribe yeah. Called Quest, the that. Eric B. and Rakim, yeah. the, the KRS-One, the De La Souls. Those was his preference. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. That's his opinion. Wrong with that. He didn't care for their like, music. Did, he didn't say they weren't right. dope. He didn't care for his music, their music. Right. And then the flip side of that, some people don't like Tribe, don't like Daylight, don't like whatever. Right. So, like, we just we just mentioned it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't got to listen to it. You don't got to come after the guy. Because you like it don't mean that that guy is wrong. It's his opinion. He didn't shit on him. He's just like, that's that what I prefer. And that's cool. That's that's what makes things great about life and, and everything. You, have, you choose. He chose it. Like, I, I love Tribe's my favorite hip-hop group of all time. I'm actually rocking the Tribe shirt now. So I love Tribe, and I love, you know what I mean? But, and I'm not a big, I like Daylight. I'm not a big Daylight fan. I mean, I don't like, you know, I'm dissing them. I'm just not a big Daylight fan. I like only certain songs. I rock with Tribe more. Right. I love Pac. I love Biggie. Do I think they're the greatest? No. They're one of. You know what I mean? Um, but this be, it's this narrative that you have to, you have to like either or or both. You just, you just have to. Why? Because they got, and I'm being blunt, because they got killed in an early age. Oh, they got assassinated, they got killed, they got shot. You got to love they, they, this, this, and this. No, you don't. You don't have to. You you don't have to like that particular genre of hip-hop. You really don't. And it's okay not to be a fan. It's okay to say that you're not feeling their lyrics. You can say that 
You can say that maybe they're not that good to you. It's okay. It doesn't make you great. That's your opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone, whatever. But it appears every time you don't favor with the masses, there's an issue. There's always an issue. He likes what he likes. That's cool. That's whatever. Right. Okay. And then, like, so, like, why get mad? That's just, you know, some some people like Pepsi. Other people like Coke. You know, you know, people like Sprite. Some people like Seven Up. Who cares? But who really cares? Like this, that's what he likes. So I don't see why this is a huge issue, and I don't know why everyone came after him, came at him a certain way. Because it's like he's giving you his opinion, he's explaining, and like you said, he clearly said, and he didn't say he's a derogatory. He didn't say there was whack. That's just not his preference. He has that right. Right. Period. Simple as that. He has that right. Anyway, all right. One more music break. I will come back. We'll wrap things up here. NYPA Entertainment Radio. You look so beautiful. You know, I just wanna, I wanna take you out on a date. You know, chivalry is not dead. It's not dead, baby. Let me show you what grown folks do. I'm not sending dick pics to your DMs. I ain't doing that. I'm not that type of guy. I'm too cool for that. Let's leave that there for the millennials. Yeah. If you wanna see my private parts, let me. Cause I'm a grown
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio, live here on Blog Talk. Uh, looking at the time, it's about to wrap. Let's wrap things up. Zoe, you the shout-outs. Yes, um, shout-out to everybody who continue to listen to us, um, to Knuckleheads on this radio show. Um, we thank you every week that you tune in. Um, continue to tune in. Continue to share uh, with your friends and tell your friends to tell their friends to listen to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, shout out to Philly, New York. Um, as I say every week, hit us up on NYPA Entertainment at gmail.com. Remember to spell out the word entertainment. Hit us up on that on that email if you want to hear new music or a new topic that you want us to cover right here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Uh, definitely shout out to everyone near and far. Appreciate the the downloads uh, globally. Uh, of course, New York, Philly, everywhere. Uh, remember next week, new music, new month, new music playlist uh, coming soon. Bonus episode where you get to watch it on Riverside FM back on camera. Uh, so you can see this nice tribe shirt I have on and other t-shirts. Uh, so that's coming soon. Also, and uh, celebrating twelve years. September 25th, the 12th season premiere of NYP Entertainment Radio. Um, like I said, say, get at us uh, on social media uh, at NYPAENT Radio on Instagram, Alonzo uh, World on Facebook, Kyle Graham on Facebook also. Uh, and, and of course, email us any questions, comments, anything like that. And that's it. Be safe. Watch out for one another. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true. A lot of crazy things going on in the world. And Lord willing, we'll see you live here next week on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Yo, I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music. Paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more, I dropped to my knees. Tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind terrain I've never seen. Tell me, Lord, why isn't me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company. I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living. They know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even one of one, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man
having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars Can I line the journey is dark, but I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the good and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my passion with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relay to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truths As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I'll say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain Show is over. Show is over.